So, yeah, guys, you should totally join us. This is Rafa speaking for RTV Maastricht, 107.5 FM, and I'm here with Janneke, I believe. Janneke Prince is my name. Hi. Hello, hello. Like, I hope my pronunciation was good enough. So, Janneke, you are, which organization are you from in the first place? You just told me, but like, let's talk to about that yeah. to my speakers. Uh, I'm with the uh, International Socialists. It's a Marxist group that's active in like 40 countries uh, across the globe. And also here in Maastricht, I've been involved with uh, a lot of actions uh, already so far for refugees against uh, racism, against cutbacks in, um, you know, what, uh, when it comes to uh, education, for example, or, you know, basically every protest, I'm there or I'm one of the organizers. Yeah. I see. Is it just the protest, though, or do you guys have some actions that were not related to protest or like uh, being out in the public on the streets? Oh yeah, so we do a lot of meetings as well. Uh, we are with a small group here in the in, in Maastricht, a couple of members. But yeah, we do uh, also do meetings because you know one thing is to do protests, which is very necessary to be, you know, out there in the in the streets. But then also you need to know why are you doing this. Um, I'm seeing a couple of friends of mine walking over here. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's very, very important to talk about why are you doing the protest and what type of protest works. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, because the, the, the thing is that like protest is like, well, I wouldn't necessarily call it just show of force, but it's like, well, that's what people, that's what, the, that's what we as people can do, right? This is how we can actually show that, like, hey, this is how many of us are here, like that's how many of us support it. But then it's also important to, yeah, transpire to make sure that people know what the protest was about, like what is the general cause you are fighting for. So that's where the meetings come in, right? Yeah. Exactly, and I mean, if it's a lower period of uh, actions, for example, in winter, you don't see so many actions, of course, mm. especially then it's a, a, mo a moment of time to talk more in depth about, you know, what is climate change, um, or wh what does racism come from, or, you know, we can, or, or how do we make a, a feminism, a f feminist movement for the 99%, you know, there's a whole range of topics, and then, of course, uh, again, you know, st uh, talking strategy is very, very important as well. Do you organize as individuals or do you uh, organize collectively? You know, there's heaps and heaps of uh, discussions that, that, that are there that, uh, that need to be answered, I think. So my question to you is that uh, when it comes to actions like this protest, do you think it's a more a communal thing? I mean, in the sense of like community involved or is, does it start with individuals first? Or is that a mix of both? Um, I think currently um, things are changing. I think there's already a, a quite a radicalizing mood, to be honest, especially among the students. But if, also, if you look at America, like the um, if you look at the protests right now in uh, that are spreading, it's not only in uh, Minneapolis, of course, it's spreading like wildfire across the United States. Young people are fed up with the situation, and they've been told that there's no future, that the the state won't deal with. Uh, with climate change, uh, that they're losing their jobs, you know, there's a 30 million loss of jobs uh, over the corona period. That there is no money for like the climate change, but then there is money to bail out like with 800 billion bailouts for banks and like whatnots, for example. Exactly. People are not crazy. You know, you see the same spirits uh, starting to emerge here in the Netherlands as well, I think. I mean, 
only yesterday we started to organize this very protest mm. and it's like i mean 120 people already say that they're showing up or more than that i think there was over sorry for interrupting yeah. you like this we, we are dealing with one microphone uh but like yeah i found it amazing because the protest like the event showed up yesterday it started with like three people and now i i think now it's almost 300 like attending and like several hundred more interested in it you know yeah i mean it does show that there's a huge support for uh for, for black communities and that, that people are looking across the borders, across the, you know, I think also here in the Netherlands and also here in Maastricht, you're talking about the international community, of course, but also Dutch people are getting fed up with, uh, you know, with, with, with um, a situation that seems to be like in stuck, we're stuck in a, in a rock and a hard place. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, we need to talk about what solutions uh, do we want to fight for, yeah. What do you think of universal basic income then? Um, I think it's a good idea to start off with because everybody de deserves a proper housing, a proper education, etc. But then what you see happening, if, if you would implement this, if, or if the government would implement this, um, landlords, uh, uh, tuition fees and all that will rise as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, then the landlords will see an opportunity to even, you know, um, uh, uh, earn more money. So. I think it's a brilliant idea, but if you put it into practice, I'm afraid that not the people who receive who really need it, so to say, but then in the end it will be the the, the one percent who will who will uh, you know shovel the money together. Uh. More money to squeeze from the people. Um, yeah. One of my last questions, because I don't want to like distract you from organizing your yeah. your action. Um, don't you think that like would you do, do you think there will be like more protests coming, but like also not in relation just to um, the current situation, but like the general like uh, distastement or like the people being tired of like general social situation. Like it's just generally young people, as you said, like yeah. they, we, we are not stupid anymore. You see, like yeah. it's so much easier to get the information like, well, it's not that there is no money. The money is just getting getting pumped somewhere. Do you think there's going to be more protests, but like in with the general vibe of like social social change or? Uh, I mean, I hope for that. I th personally think we need a socialist revolution and we need to get rid of uh, capitalism as soon as possible. Um, but to get there, you need a couple of steps. And one of the steps is a demonstration like this. Um, education. Uh, educational elements indeed. Uh, but people educate themselves as well. Don't oh. underestimate that. Um, but, you know, along the protests, sometimes protests erupt naturally, as you see happening in Algeria and Sudan over the last... Um, year for example or chile lebanon come on like you can make a whole list of countries where you see saw a huge amount of protests mm -hmm. but they always start with one specific topic mm -hmm. and then people you know if, if if the protests are successful then people will get a taste for more you know mm -hmm. then they will say like hey if we can achieve this or if you see that more police brutality for example has been used which is also a reason to to escalate more people say like okay uh, we have a more. Uh, we, they get a feeling of they're they, they're interconnecting with the whole mm. of society. You know that the ha the whole way society is structured. So it's never like there's a recipe for how to do this. But I think along the way you have to be very uh, cautious. It's a research as well. In yeah, the way. Ex exactly. Isn't yeah. It? So the meetings that we do will also, you know, uh, be adapted to what's needed to be said, of course. Spark so a discussion also yeah. because the discussion is like, oh, sorry, <laughs> um, because like the, the, the process are like a spark of the discussion for people, um, for people like up there. So it's like, hey, we are here, like we want to talk about this, but like also within like down there, like you guys, you guys need to 
no, what, what to fight for. Okay, final question. Opinion on like the current actions of the police in the US. <laughs> Do you think they are using like two underhanded tactics? Your opinion? Um, I mean, um, the US police has known to be very violent and mm. they're being trained by the best of violent uh, trainers, so to say. Uh, uh, defense forces, I think IDF, right? Yep. They're being trained by, by Israeli forces. Um, but you know, I think it's 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 a mean to keep people quiet, to keep people, you know, have the idea that it's the blacks doing wrong stuff or so. Mm -hmm. um, it's also reaffirming stereotypes in that sense. You know, when it comes to media presence and uh, who is being caught by whom. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think it all adds up to you know um, understanding the system and 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 fighting the system. So. I think I'm not really sure if that's an answer to your question. No, I mean like whatever is the answer to the question. Like I really yeah. like understand like your point. Um, yeah. I don't want to take longer, mo much more of your time. But uh, last 30 seconds. Yeah. If you were hopeful, like what should have could have changed? Like what would you like to change? See change immediately. If you had like the one power to do one thing. Oh wow! I mean, uh, we need heaps and heaps of unity amongst. Uh, uh, the groups that are already active, I'm talking about very specifically Maastricht right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are forging uh, allies between the climate movement, between Palestinian uh, rights activists, between... Leftists. Left, movements. yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's in, in, yeah. in general indeed. And I think we really, really need that unity to, to make uh, things uh, work and to make steps forward, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that's what so what some of the like current like lead well community leaders in the US also said like about like um, they cannot reach the unity as a country unless like the first like the, the black community unifies because like it's also like not necessarily fully unified right and it's like yeah. moments like this that like make it like bind together or, like at least have a trial through fire. Yeah. Um, thank you very much, Janneke. Thank you very much for uh, asking me some questions. <laughs> well, I hope the questions were good enough. But uh, well, let's see what happens, and uh, good luck to you guys. Thanks. Yeah, stick around and uh, I will, I will. and uh, talk. Samira's carrying a carrying a toy plastic gun. Longman shot him almost immediately after he arrived to the scene. Oscar Grant, Walter Scott, Sandra Bland, George Floyd. There are so many more stories like this, so many more names, so many more human beings that were murdered because of the color of their skin. My brothers and sisters have been fighting for centuries to be seen as equal, to not be chased and killed like animals. Don't they understand that we have a heart in our chest beating just like yours? And that we do feel the pain. Another mother lost her son. Another sister lost her brother. Another mother lost her son. Another sister lost her brother. Another human was publicly murdered by the system that should protect him. Trayvon Martin's life mattered. Tamir Rice's life mattered. George Floyd's life mattered. Black lives matter. <laughs> While organizing the protest and sharing the event, 
I got the same questions from white people over and over again. What is the purpose of this protest? What does this have to do with Europe or the Netherlands? Of course, racism is terrible, but this has nothing to do with us, right? It's their problem and not our problem. Racism doesn't exist in our society, right? I don't blame those people. Many of them would probably never want to be racist on purpose. They probably describe themselves as open-minded, as not seeing skin color. Why do we even have to talk about this? Every human is the same. The color of the skin doesn't matter, right? Crystal Valentine, 
and the poem is titled Black Privilege. On evaluating black privilege, black privilege is the hung elephant swinging in the room. Black privilege is the memory of a slave ship praying for Alzheimer's to kick in. Black privilege is me having already memorized my nephew's eulogy, my brother's eulogy, my father's eulogy, my unconceived child's eulogy. Black privilege is me pretending I know Trayvon Martin on a first name basis. It's me using a dead boy's name to win a poetry slam. It's me carrying a mouthful of other people's skeletons to my own use at my own convenience. Black privilege is the concrete that holds my breath better than my lungs do. Black privilege is always having to be the strong one, is having a crowbar for a spine, is fighting when you have no more blood to give, even when your bones carried you, even when your mother prayed for you, even after they prepared your body for the funeral. Black privilege is being so unique that not even God will look like you. Black privilege is being the first person in line to meet him. Black privilege is having to have the same sense of humor as Jesus. Remember how he smiled on the cross? The same way Malcolm X laughed at his bullet, and there I go again, a certain my black privilege, using a dead man's name without his permission. Black privilege is a myth, is a joke, is a punchline, is the time a teacher asked a little boy what he wanted to be when he grew up, and he said alive, and the way she laughed when she said, there's no college for that. And it's tiring, you know, for everything about my skin to be a metaphor, for everything black to be pun intended, to be death intended. Black privilege is the applause at the end of this poem. It's me giving you a dead boy's body and you giving me a 10. It's me being okay with that. And I tried writing a love poem the other day, but my fingers couldn't move. My skin started to blister like it didn't trust me anymore. Like it thought I was trading in this noose for a pearl necklace. Some days I'm afraid to look into the mirror for fear that a bullet George Zimmerman its its way into my chest while I was asleep. The breath in my mouth is lucky enough to scare a courtroom. I'll be lucky if I'm alive to make it to the stand. For some people, their trials live longer than they do. Black privilege is knowing that if I die, at least Black Sharpton will come to my funeral. At least Al Sharpton will mason jar my mother's tears, remind us that the only thing we are worthy of is our death. We are judged by the number of people it takes to carry our caskets. Black privilege is me thinking that's enough. Is me thinking this poem is enough. Black privilege is this. Is this breath in my mouth right now? It's me standing right here with a crowd full witness to my heartbeat. Thank you. Before I go, I would just like to say that this is in no way a political issue. This isn't about politics. It doesn't matter if you're left or right, if you're liberal or conservative, this is a human issue and it's about human rights. So 
Don't be silent. You can't be silent, you guys. For coming out here today. My name is Cassandra and I am a member of the International Socialists and I would like to say a few words. We are gathered at the mark today in memory of George Floyd who was killed by a police officer last week. Many of us have probably seen the horrifying videos. The policeman knelt on his neck for eight minutes straight, suffocating Floyd to death even after he had repeatedly made clear that he couldn't breathe. And as devastating as the incident is in itself, this is not an incident that stands alone. It is one of the way too many murders produced by a racist system that takes innocent lives. Because before Floyd, it was Birana Taylor and Leroy Martinez and Eric Garner and Michael Brown and so many more. The protesters in the United States are not only protesting racist police brutality, but the general way that communities of color are treated. President Trump has done close to nothing to stop the spread of the coronavirus. 30 million people have lost their jobs because of this. The American communities of color are especially vulnerable to the consequences. They often have no other choice but to live in overcrowded, poorly maintained neighborhoods. They aren't paid enough money to be able to eat nourishing foods, which affects their immune system uh, negatively. And clearly, even today, the primary task of the police is to use repression to protect the power and properties of the rich, even using violence and murder as tools to maintain the status quo. In the Netherlands, in 2015, Mitch Henriquez was killed by racist police officers. Five officers used extreme violence on him together. The victim clearly needed medical attention, but the policemen hauled him into their van instead, ignoring all official guidelines. Three of them walked free. Dutch assistant police are now asking to be armed as well, which will severely increase the chances of incidents like this happening again. We should be extremely cautious of developments like this and be against the use of weapons by the police to protect the safety of everyone. Because it is unacceptable that a system allows for or even encourages the death and vulnerability of people of color. It is unacceptable that in the United States, a black man is two and a half times more likely to die at the hands of a police officer than a white man. We all have to stay angry about this. <laughs> Racism is happening around us. Whether it's directed towards us or not, every single day, whether it is something as brutal as murder or something as humiliating as being laughed at or picked on, it happens on the streets in our schools, in our workplaces, within governments and companies. It is everywhere forced upon people of color by a system that doesn't care about people but only wants to protect power and money. Here in Maastricht last year, 1,300 1, autographs sorry, were collected to demand Maastricht University to speak out against Zwarte Piet, but to this day the institution has remained silent, so racism is being tolerated. by being here today. Whether you have been witness to acts of racism or victims of it, we will not stand by and let this happen. And not just us, people are taking to the streets around the world. The people are rising up. We are fighting together and that is so important. 
George Floyd was murdered a week ago. Let us respect his memory, as well as the memory of all the other innocent lives lost for the same non-reasons. Let us come together to combat institutional racism. Let us educate ourselves. Let us fight for a world where every person has an equal chance at life. Please also consider joining the Solidarity Action for Refugees this Friday and keep your eyes open for the large protest that will be organized later this month. And then I will leave you with this. Stay active, stay angry, and stay safe. Thank you very much. It's funny how life is crazy and sad and surprising with the coronavirus crisis. We had, we had to wear masks. With them, it's difficult to breathe. I was thinking how difficult it is to breathe when you are a colored person. When you are a child, your cartoons don't represent you. Usually, you, have never, you are never the main character. Drawing yourself in the kindergarten means that you are the one who needs the brown pencil. Not the pink, not the beige one, but the brown or the black. Later, you discover beauty standard and you're not what we consider as the beauty. Your hairdresser didn't learn to take care about your hair. Only one look on your color skin, on your name, people presuppose that you are poor or non-educated. Presupposition on your sexual practice, your tastes, your behavior, the food, the movie, or the clothes that you like. You face potential difficulty to find a housing, a job. It's a fight to have justice or police on your side to protect you. And it's systemic and it's repetitive. And it happens since years and years. You live in a society drawn, made, shaped, not for you. You may think that to protect yourself, you have to make your color invincible. Some people will tell you, but I don't see your color. But my color is me. If you don't see my color, you don't see my oppression. If you don't see my color, you erase what also makes who I am. to fight for concerning colored person. Colored person need the right of mediocrity, the right to have flaws, default. We, you should have the right to fail, not be good every time, angry, hysterical, and not perfect. Without being reduced to our color skin just because our human mediocrity. Today, I don't want to wear a mask anymore because I don't want to have difficulty anymore to breathe. Of course, it's a corona time, so it's a metaphor, so wear your mask. <laughs> but I'm privileged on so many different areas. 
also, I also have the privilege to be light-skinned. I am more privileged than my dark-skinned friends. But police brutality often happens on colored persons. And it's important, important to interrogate the ways in which your color skin is privileged in a world of social and structural anti-blackness. I can breathe. I let the voice to my beloved friend, Diane. You can ask Zara. I've hesitated a lot and a lot before accepting to stand up here in front of you. Not only because I'm scared of speaking up in public and in English, but above all because I thought that my voice, my voice wasn't really legitimate. And I'm sure that I'm not the only one that sometimes prefer to stay quiet because we think it's not really our business. We think that others can do better. Or sometimes we just wait for another time for other people to actually stand up and strive for the change we believe in. Because yes, the reason why we are all here tonight, and by the way, I'm really happy to see so many of you tonight. Yeah. The reason we are here tonight is primarily to show our support to protesters in Minneapolis that seek to find justice for George Floyd, one of the countless victims of police violence in the US. If we stick behind this idea, indeed, there is very little to say except sending our thoughts and prayer to his loved ones. And yes, there would be a few reasons for me to stand here, a few reasons for me to speak up. But why did George Floyd got murdered? What enabled his killers to get away with light sanctions before this traumatic video emerged? Why is he, unfortunately, unfortunately, only one name among way too many others that passed away in similar circumstances? And by looking at this bigger picture, I now understand, and this for the rest of my life, that my silence is not an option. <laughs> Your silence is not an option either. And keeping quiet is just sustaining a system that kills and harms our people every day. And you don't have to be black to speak up about your outrage. You don't have to have a PhD in ethnic study to speak up about race. But you do have to be actively anti-racist if you really want to stand by us. As long as you do it with a kind heart and always striving to be the most respectful to the communities you are standing by without taking the spotlight away, then yes, you are legitimate. You have to strive to be legitimate. You have to strive to be better allies. It takes a lot, but it's necessary. And thank you a lot for listening to me and listening to all the amazing speakers. Thank you.
I, I've never done anything like this before. Um, in fact, I'm very scared of publicly speaking. So scared that last time I've tried, um, I almost fainted. But this is more important. <laughs> um, this is more important than my anxieties because there are people suffering and I care about them and I want to thank you so much for coming out today because it must be exhausting. It must be so tiring to have to speak about it all the time um, and have people come to you and explain your struggle to everyone else. Um, yeah, and that's why I want to appeal to everyone that holds privilege because, and I do hold privilege, um, some of it. I want to appeal to every one of you because black people can't be the ones carrying all this weight. We have to help them and we have to fight for equality. If I were to say that growing up in a predominantly white society was hard, that would be an understatement. Growing up, people already have their misconceptions about you. But we need to remember that you're not born with racism. Racism is taught. Racism is taught through our society. Racism is taught through social media and through what is placed in the school's curriculums. what's going on in the world because if you didn't you wouldn't be here right now and it's time to stop turning a blind eye and actually do something about it hell yeah I'd like to reiterate how important it is that we strive to maintain solidarity with the african-american communities who are fighting against their oppressors in the US and I hope that all black people and not just black people but everyone can someday stand together and fight against racism because it's not just white against black people, it's everyone against racists. And we need to remember When I moved here from Ireland, I presumed that I would see a change. But I came here, but instead, all I saw was Sinterklaas and Swarte Piet. I was so disappointed. We live in a complex society that claims to be so forward and so advanced and so open-minded, but realistically, we're not. The Netherlands needs to open their eyes and see that the Sinterklaas traditions need to be abolished. Because it's not right. So uh, thanks for listening to me, and I hope you all take a stand with the black people so we can fight for our liberation.
Um, I wasn't going to speak, but I'm up here anyway, so I thought I would. Um, I'm from the UK, um, and that's another one of the big Western powers in the world. And although we stand 100% in support with African Americans dealing with constant violence from the police force and systemic race against systemic racist institutions, it's important to remember that we have issues too in our own countries, and it's up to every one of us to try and fight those individual struggles. The UK and other European countries are not innocent in this plight through their actions in colonialism and their constant actions to not try and rectify those mistakes that were made. Um, I'd also like to say that the only reason I spoke was um, to kind of, it's kind of a catharsis, especially as a black person, and I think it's important to remember mental health. And if you are a person of color, that it's important that we be angry, but also to rest and take a break and to have those days where we do look after our mental health. And for all the allies um, who we appreciate to not only come out and do things like this today, but also question your racist relatives, racist friends, and to take that stance and to fight racism. And I want to remind you that next Sunday, Sunday the 7th, there's another Black Lives Matter protest um, together with Amnesty. Please come again, because this is not something we have to protest once about and it's over. Unfortunately, it's not over. Please raise your voice again and thank you so much for raising your voice today. about staying anonymous, but I guess forget about it. Um, no, um, glad to be here. People from the back, can you hear me? Okay, okay, good enough. Um, so I want to start with some of my personal experience as a person of color, um, just in reflection of the injustice that we are experiencing now. Uh, so last year there was a um, protest or action against, uh, in response to the climate change and how our government is uh, in responding to that. And uh, the, action was, the action was taking place uh, near the roundabout uh, over Amaplin. And then, like, of course, this action was shut down by the police. But then, because I was the photographer and I was not engaging in anything that was wrong, I was just recording everything. Um, and then in the end, in my video, it, it shows, it clearly shows that people who participate, participated in that action, even though the majority were white people, but then in the end, the police was targeted, was targeting um, people of color, including myself. So like in the end, police were um, like um, interrogating or like asking for IDs mainly to people of color. And that's still like the injustice in this judicial system, not only in America. Yeah. And then also, 
also, um, last time during the Women's March, I also mentioned that like because of this corona pandemic, um, I'm from China, and um, there was, during the carnival, someone spat on me and called me corona on the street. And then, so things like this happens over and over and over again. We're also angry, we're, we're, we're rage, we're in rage. But then, um, things are not changing. Like, even though I'm still a person in color, but I cannot imagine as a black person how they feel to live in this country that sweatbeat still is illegal and uh, celebrated uh, annually, national-wise. I, I cannot imagine. And, um, So as a person of color, I would still say that no lives matter until black lives matter. Because the thing that we're facing now is, I would like to emphasize my point, it's not only in America, it's not only on the streets. Racism exists everywhere in our system, judicial system, educational system, and in our history, the colonialism and in our silence till today. So Black Lives Matter and support taking action. Thank you. Emotional for all the speeches. I'm very touched by all. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm also so sorry for the idiots trying to ruin that gathering. We're stronger than the idiots here. Uh, as, a, as a local Maastricht guy, white guy, I just want to say one thing. You matter to me. anything like this I um, want to start by saying that the amount of people here today amazes me it amazes me I it's beautiful it's beautiful to see that so many people care um, about what happened it's special especially for you know it being a lot of people thinking it happens on the other side of the world but a lot of people also not realizing um, we live, as you know, this beautiful girl here said, we live in the same system, it's just smaller. And as um, a mixed person that passes as white, um, I do not know the struggle of being dark-skinned. I do not, I, I can only listen and try to understand and act on it and spread awareness, basically. And, you know, <laughs> It's hard. I know it's hard when you pass as white, when you pass as, you know, when, and you have like a lot of, I don't want to say racist, but people around you that don't understand the situation. I know it's hard to spread the word. I know it can be hard to make your point and to spread the word about situations like this happening, but it's necessary. It's necessary to talk about it. It's necessary to stand your ground and it's necessary to 
speak up when, when stuff like this happens and when people refuse to understand and when people refuse to, to listen. We should all just, you know, even if you, like me, are, you're light-skinned or, you know, you personally don't experience the, the, the struggle of being black, the struggle of being a person of color, tell people to listen to them, tell people to understand and to spread awareness about stuff like this happening. Invite your mom, invite your dad, invite your cousins, invite everyone. It might be uncomfortable to some people, especially if you're from a certain, certain you know, if you grew up in a certain surrounding, but we gotta make a change now. We gotta make a change. This is, been going on for such a long time. It's been going on for way too long. This is the time, and we're all exhausted. We're exhausted. I've been crying. I guess everyone that stands here now has been exhausted from, you know, watching what's happening, but it's necessary. It's not nice, but it's necessary. So spread the word. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. Spread the word. <laughs> on my side um, first of all once again what a turnout this is fucking amazing we started yesterday we started yesterday and here we are and this is what I want to refer to I mean if you look at the if, if you look at the United States we're seeing a wildfire of protest spreading from city to city it is young and it's mixed, and it's angry. And basically we're seeing the same happening here in Maastricht. So what we need to do is start getting organized. Read, read whatever you can on what is Black Lives Matter, what's the relationship of racism with capitalism, how it oppresses all of us. And we really have to start reading and educating because this makes us better. And I think the previous speakers also pointed out in that direction, we have to start uh, reading and we have to start organizing. We did this with a couple of people and we need you. Please check out the, uh, the organizations that organized this Facebook event. Check out these organizations. Think about becoming a member or an affiliate because we need you to spread the word and next time we will not be here but find some other place that is even larger here in Maastricht because we need to you know, we have to really start building a movement that's even bigger than this to really, really, really have an impact. Because, I will, f I will end on that. Uh, this is an improvised speech, by the way. Um, if I turn my back, you'll see uh, I'm, I'm mentioning Forum for Democracy because this is one of the parties that is largest within four years in this country. We're dealing with a fascist party that is growing by the numbers and probably one of the biggest parties already in this country. Next year, we're, ha we're seeing elections. The, the left is very weak in this country. You have to start rebuilding the left, rebuilding also, you're educating them on racism. Please help us out because we are facing shit. Please help us out. This is about racism. It's also about Islamophobia. It's about the Palestinian lies. There was a Palestinian government. I mean, I'm, st I'm still looking for the person who is going to lead our chants. I'm not going to lead the chants, but we have to say their names. 
We have to say the Palestinian names. We have to say the names of the black people who are murdered by the police in the, in the United States. We have to m mention also the black people in the Netherlands that have been murdered. Mitch Enriquez is one of the most well-known uh, uh, victims. We have to remember them, and I'll leave it with that. Thank you very much. and I don't want to cry, but, um... <laughs> it hurts me that we have to write down that Black Lives Matter because, of course, Black Lives Matter. It hurts me that we have to say it every time over and over again. And it hurts me that when I was nine, people just shouted at me, when I'm just walking and they say I'm a nigger or something, but I'm nobody's nigger, I'm nobody's Negro, I'm nobody's slave. And my, my color of skin doesn't define me. And my hair color doesn't define me. I'm me and you don't know me, so don't say things if you don't know me. And, I, and I'm American and it hurts me that the government and that the police is so fucking bad that hurts me. And you know what it is? You know, it is amazing to see everyone right here because Black Lives Matter, and of course Black Lives Matter, I'm not going to say it any more times again because I'm sorry, my English is so bad right now. <laughs> um, I really want to thank everybody. And, um, <laughs> um, Yes, um, I had a whole speech in my mind, but I just forgot because I'm so glad to see everybody right here. And um, it hurts me when I see all those videos of people like George Floyd, I can't breathe, get off him. It's just black power always. I love my skin, I love my melanin, I love my color, and it's just, I just can't. And um, I wrote down, we're still, um, we want to get better of uh, COVID-19 and we're working really hard to get a medicine, but we still don't have the medicine to racism and that hurts me because I think, what, why, why do we do this? Why do people think I'm different because I'm just a little bit browner? I'm, yeah, I don't know. And I always say I'm not black, I'm brown. Every skill, every color, yes. You say, girl, every color is beautiful. If you're white, if you're black, it doesn't matter. And you know what it is? Nothing defines you. If you want to be who you want to be, you're who you want to be. If you're in your head, amazing. And people say you're stupid, you're amazing. And I love everyone who came. And um, yes, I don't know anything to say because I love you guys. Thank you. And um, one time, black, Lives matter, please. I hope I'm speaking loud enough for everyone. Uh, <laughs> I just uh, wanted to say that uh, I'm also very grateful that everyone's here today. I didn't know so many people are going to come today. And it really, really <laughs> warms my heart to see all of you standing there for everyone, for everyone who can't speak up for themselves. And I want y'all to be mad, because I'm mad. I've been mad for days, for years. 
Spanish and everyone before, as you can see on my T-shirt. And it's just, I want you all to speak up, not just, not just on this, on this plane. I want you all to speak up to your friends, because I'm, I'm biracial, my mom is white, my dad's black. And um, it's really, really hard to speak up to your friends. When you make a little joke, but it kind of hurts you, you don't know what to say because you're scared you'll lose your friends. But if they don't understand, if they don't want to listen, they are not your friends. They are not your friends. You need to speak up. Don't be scared. Speak up. And thank you all for hearing me and listening to me, but really, don't be, I've been scared for years, and I, I heard a joke here that, and I'm, I'm too scared to say something, but it's my responsibility, because our ancestors have worked so hard for us not to be slaves. We can't let it happen again. And in their memory, we have to speak up for them and for our children. This is our world. It's, it's exactly it's everyone's responsibility. Every every single one. If you're white and you hear someone make a joke about black people, just speak. Don't be scared because I didn't feel for a long time it was my place to speak up because I'm biracial. Like, are you a nigga? You're not, you know? But I'm allowed to speak up just like every single one of y'all. Okay? Because black lives matter. Black lives matter. Right? different races with different backgrounds fighting for the same cause is giving me a little bit more hope for humanity but the fact that we are here in 2020 fighting for the same cause our ancestors did during the civil rights movement the freaking 60s is sad in my heart it really does saying black lives matter is not anti-white saying black lives matter is not just after police because the reason people say after police is not because of lies it's not because of little uh, lies people see on the internet it's because we've seen the videos of how people treated people with different skin colors fighting racism is not just a black thing it's not just an asian thing it's an everybody's thing don't think because yes you are white you cannot be against racism if you see your friends making racist remarks say something don't be afraid don't be afraid to lose friends because if they are going to abandon you because speaking the truth hurts them that they are not your real friends try yes try to make them understand that the racist ideology the parents taught them is not a good ideology you are not born a racist racism is start is start to end it. Black Lives Matter. Again, Black Lives Matter is not anti-white. Black Lives Matter is not anti-white. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> 
I leave to you, I am happy to be today between the my English, maybe. So, that's my work. Shoo, shy. I am happy. I don't take money from the start of shoo, shy. So, I ask everybody, hands up, please. Hands up, please, 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 everybody, everybody, come. No, Hansas, no, Hansas, no, Hansas, no, Hansas, no, Hansas, no, Hansas, no, Hansas. So, my two minutes is finished. Black Lives Matter uh, event. Thank you. Have a good evening. Yeah.